Yo, podcast land, how y'all doing? Y'all already know who this is on the microphone. This is DJ Steady. Are you ready? CEO of Who They Want Entertainment LLC. And I'm presenting y'all with an incredible new segment coming to the stage. We have the Pretty Dangerous Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I have your favorite CEO and favorite podcast host, Miss Latasha McDowell, back on the scene, ready to tear something up, ready to be her unfiltered self for this segment along with the incredible Miss Pretty Dangerous herself, hence the title. So let's get pretty dangerous. Hello, everybody. I'm Latasha Mandel, which you probably already know. Um, and this podcast is myself and my bestie. I don't, really, I don't think bestie quite describes our relationship. She's close, as close as a sister, probably sometimes closer. She's my... Uh, Favorite little crackhead. The Buddha. <laughs> Come on now, I'm a crackhead. Well, yeah, you are my Buddha. She does keep me balanced. As you can see, the ducks contrast. Like I'm over here doing a full drag queen makeup moment, and she's out here with a fitty cap and a hoodie. So that's us. I'm Tasha, and this is Dana. And I'm Dana. Pretty dangerous. <laughs> what you see is what you get. Like she's the dainty prissy glam makeup and i'm a hoodie ball cap kind of girl it's pretty much what you get that's all personalities yes but some kind of way it mix it mesh it works well yeah it works well together. it's definitely balanced definitely yeah, yeah. Exactly. i'm the reason why you some sneakers right huh i'm the reason why you started wearing sneakers right she is she's the reason why i started wearing sneakers <laughs> and she's the reason why i started wearing jeans before I met Dana, I never wore jeans and like, I never wore sneakers. So, yeah. Like, Tasha had to be like, huh? I said, you've changed my life. Like, you have to be like the only person I knew that wore like suits. It was like in her late 20s wearing like full suits. I'm like, well, and can walk in heels. Like, I think she could walk in heels better than she can walk in sneakers. I can. Because sneakers, I, really I feel very uncoordinated. Anyway, so, Here's the topic. Okay, so we're going to talk about a lot of different things on this podcast. Um, mm -hmm. Our conversations really vary from left all the way to right. Um, we don't really do too much politics, but every once in a while we might tip it, but we don't really go into it. Enough people talk about politics, so why we got to drag the shit everywhere too. Right. Um, but we are both mothers, real life, and we're both from New Orleans. Um, we're both from that 504. I'm from the Lower Night Ward. You're from what? Holly Grove, Holly Grove baby. Holly yeah. Grove. But whatever. Anywho, ironically, it is. <laughs> we ironically, we meshed very well. Um, we met a thousand years ago. A thousand years ago in school. We were both going to uh Dugato Community College. Uh-huh. I don't remember what class. I don't remember what class we met. It was in. a writing class. It was a writing class. Okay, that's all I know. Um, were we sit next to each other? Uh, no. no? Mm -mm. I just okay. Here's what I remember about the story: of how we met, which is tell you how we both <laughs> shady. We shady as shit. So yes. we were in the class. If I remember, we were in the class, and the girl walked in. I don't see. I don't remember that one. I remember there was a guy in the class and used to give him like pet names like come quiet. And I'm like, oh, and oh. he would light up his word. I'm like, oh my gosh, he's playing in his face. Yes. And I was the only one that used to catch it, like the pet names that you would give people. And then like some kind of way we just really got cool. Like I would catch little stuff that you would do. No, but the little shady shit I do. No, it was when the girl walked in the class. Or either she walked in the class or she said something and she was ghetto as shit. And we both was like... That's like that definitely something I would... And I hate. I have the worst memories, just to let you guys know. So, her, what she said, they very well could have happened. But Right. I, I remember it as us being in class. And then the crazy part about it is, like, we started... We, like, befriended the girl because, like, we felt sorry <gasps> for her. No, what are you talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. Remember? Huh? We felt yep. sorry for her because she was just like ghetto. Like worked at the daycare center. Was that the girl? Like they had yes, 
Yeah, I ain't gonna say no names. Um, because God forbid that she actually. Anyway, so she. I don't know if she said something or she, how she looked. I don't know, but we both was like, "What the hell? Who the hell? The fuck?" That's how we both was when we saw her. And we were like, I think we were like across the right. We weren't saying so. It was like across the room. We both looked like. Yeah. Wait, did you see that? I didn't see that. But Chick was real cool, though. She really was. She I was went to school cool. with her. I went to high school with her. Oh, you went to high school with her? That's how I knew her. But I, oh. because it was such a long time, I didn't think she remembered me, but she did. That's okay, how okay. But Chick was real cool, though. And actually, mm -hmm. she turned out to be, like, really, really, really intelligent. The mm -hmm. thing about it was is that she wasn't very well poised. How about that? That's a nice way to say that. You think? Carry on. Carry on. Just go ahead, Tasha. Like, she was just really, really loud. Like, really loud. That's probably by ghetto. Um, ghetto is a mentality. Right? Ghetto does not... I'm going to clear that up. Ghetto is not the location. Ghetto is a mentality. That's why I'm referring to the mentality in a way in which she conducted herself. Okay. In public. So, let me clarify that before <laughs> I get murdered um because you know the internet is gangster so it will have the chokehold right trust me they have you know, a march on washington but anywho um it was it was her the way in which she carried herself it wasn't very ladylike it wasn't um it was very hard yeah it was hard and i'm pretty i'm pretty okay it was hard and then I realized why it was hard when I gave her a ride home one day. I'm done. Carry on. And then when because I remember um, that I too. Her, right. I remember, I remember so that. I remember when I brought her home one day. Like, okay. <sighs> Let's back this up a little bit because this sounds really, really bad. It's it's not like it's not like I'm really, really snotty and I'm not. Okay, so I grew up in Lower Night Ward, right? And like, people think people from New Orleans are poor. We're not poor. <laughs> We're not. We ain't poor. We're really not. Um, So, I was not accustomed to the type of environment in which she lived in. It's the nicest way I could put this. So, I grew up very <laughs> sheltered. Okay? My mom, my dad, my brothers, my siblings, they sheltered myself. My older, my three older brothers. <laughs> it was rough. In your defense, it was rough back there. I was familiar it with was. It, I mean, it I was. I didn't hang out back there, but I was definitely familiar with the area. It was very rough, to be honest. I had never been so there that's before fair. in my life. I'd never been there before in my life. So when I turned the corner and I Lock heard, I'm so hood in the background, my immediate response was to take my Glock out of my purse and put it on my dashboard. That's exactly what I did because I felt like it was about to go down and I needed to be prepared for whatever was about to happen. I wonder if y'all could hear my washing machine in the background. Can you hear no. that? No. Just you, boo. Okay, go ahead. So, when I got to her neighborhood and I saw it, then it I immediately understood why <laughs> she was the way that she was. It was because of her environment. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So I, I prejudged her, not knowing where she came from. And after I got past my prejudiceness, she was cool people. Like she was cool people, loyal, down for whatever. She was cool people. I have a question though. All right, bitch. What's your question? <laughs> Do you think we prejudged each other? Because look at like if people would look at us a thousand years ago. Cause y'all in my business and don't need to know my age anyway um uh, do you think we prejudged each other in a sense like like girl she could never be my friend well i don't think like come on the girl aesthetic, uh, uh. aesthetic was like on the outside because i remember a time um jay the stepdaughter mm -hmm. we were you, you came to atlanta to visit me and she was like miss tasha how is it that you and Miss Dana are friends? Because I had on sneakers. Remember that? Uh -huh. I had sneakers and like some booty shorts, and I did. Um, and like Tasha had on a goddamn suit and some pumps. That's how different, like, 
visibly like different we are and like we're still like that to that to this day in a sense like you're really yeah, we are. dressy up do you did you you feel like you felt that way when we met each other because remember like i that's how i was when i walked in the classroom you know how i was but you know what i didn't even i don't remember even thinking about none of that though no honestly i didn't i'm a lot different from your other friends too you you are you are you like are. a lot from your other friends and i yeah. caught a lot of backlash for that right? yeah. yeah yeah i did too <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> we'll leave that yeah. for another day uh but i didn't though it no, was like i didn't you either. know what i'm an instant kind of person either i instantly like you or i instantly don't right That's me. yeah and you know how i am if, if i don't like you you're gonna know you're gonna know it ain't no chance in hell you're gonna cross back over. Right. But if I do like you, I like you. Like I am a hundred percent, I'm all in. You yeah. my people. I like you. Right. Until and you gotta really wrong me. Like you cause I'd be like, hmm, well maybe I didn't do that on purpose. Well maybe it wasn't intentional. I'd be you know, my little blonde moments. I'd be like, mm, well maybe she didn't think about it. Not and me. in the background going, snake, snake. snake. You but, do not get two and three chances to play with in my face, and you know that's how I am. Every time I tell you about that, I'm always right. You are believe people believe who they are the first time. But like I never, when we first met, I I didn't do the that's you know what I never thought about that. I did not do the prejudging, and I am a prejudger. Definitely a judger. Not. Definitely yes, a I'm, judger. Yes, I am definitely a judger. I'm praying on that, y'all. Jesus working on me. You it's know. It's, it's part of my everyday mantras. Um, I don't want to be that person. But, def- you know, I really I really did not, friend. No, Damn. I didn't. Because because I don't get along with a lot of girls, I don't have, a, like, a lot of female friends. You know, like, that if we click, we click. But you know, like, me to know, like, well enough to, like, I'm a really judge of character. So, right. I'm not a... a, a um, the type of person that I want to hang around a certain, like certain people, like a certain, I don't know, group of people. I'm not that person. Mm-hmm. Either we click or we click. Right. So that, and because I don't get along with a lot of girls, you know, you know how I am. Like here we are. Fuck, <laughs> we are. Right. You got friends. Work. I definitely mm-hmm. gotta say, be nice. We gotta have the prep talk. No, because you know how I don't believe in hanging around people that doesn't um I'm not gonna I don't wanna say serve me, but if I feel like I don't believe in wasting my energy, you know how I am. I'm not yeah. gonna check your face if I don't see like I'm not gonna have conversation that has no substance. Like I don't wanna talk about your dress that you bought today. You know that's how I am. Like I don't wanna talk about that because I really don't care. But like, and that's, and as crazy as that may sound, like that's the kind of girl you are, but you know when to turn it on and when to turn it off. You know, yeah. not keep going, not to like keep going on with the subject. Uh, like, yeah. Our friendships and our friendship really wasn't based even off stuff like that. We talked about like real stuff. Like for instance, like before we got on here, we talked about, okay, how long, like when did we actually meet? And like, I really think like once the storm hit, it actually made us closer. Cause like yeah. you was in Florida and I was in Atlanta at the time. And so like a lot of, um, I'll say like the emotional part of it, it's almost like we held on to each other in that sense. Oh, it, it made our friendship a lot better though. It really did. When she's saying the storm, y'all, she's talking about Hurricane Katrina. Um, when Hurricane Katrina hit, I think, what I think, what I know it did for me was it really showed me who people really was. Right. Right. And it did cause, it did, it was the catalyst for us to really gel our friendship. But like, I, I, I guess we like understood each other more. And our backgrounds are similar, but they're different. We're very, we're very family oriented. We bought our family. Um, we're very much so uh, 
no nonsense. Like we are not with the shits. We are definitely not with the. Sh- oh, we are definitely not with the shits at no particular point in time. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not bullshitters. We're mm-hmm. not gonna bullshit you. We um, and I think that was a sticking point where I really um separated myself from a lot of people because then when the storm hit i was able to clearly see people for who they were right um i don't know i don't know where to explain it but it it really i feel like you gained a level of respect for your friends and knowing like who you have who you can depend on and not even like a a financial way it's more or less like an emotional right uh, mental way that's like it it's one of those things like even though like we're both going through the same thing, we can still emotionally support one. Right. Because some people can be selfish in that way. You know what I mean? Like, okay, no, I want you to hear me cry. No, no, we're going through the same thing, but I want you to hear my problems and understand like I'm hurting this much instead of saying, hey, well, how's your day? I know we're going through the same thing, but let's support each other the best way right. we can because we're going through the same thing. Right. And we, we, um, and we were going through a lot of the same things at the same points in our lives where, uh, myself and my other friends weren't right. Um, because we became parents around the same time and <laughs> like I became a parent first, but two years later, two to three years later, yeah, two to three years later, she became a parent, but the way that she really helped me in my parenting because she, uh, and she still helps me in my parenting. Um, cause she has a more of a wait, let's listen and let's respond. Whereas I'm a reactor. She does, she don't process her feelings I, and I'm like, okay, wait, let's think this through. I mean, be awesome. You have to be able to process your feelings because that's how like, say for instance, like I'm, I'm not a hitter, right? But like, let's find out why. Okay, it's first of all, I'm a kid. Let's just start. I'm a kid. Everything is new to me. So I'm just like doing what kids do. Like, I'm not an adult, so I can't think like an adult. So yeah, your kid made you mad, but find out why. Why did I do this? And if it, because to them, it makes sense. So you have to make sense, make it like tell them why you're angry with them. And what the what I did wrong because if if you don't tell them what they did wrong, like why are you mad with them? Because they don't know what they did wrong until you tell them that's wrong. So why am I going to result to violence? And they don't even know what they did wrong. Yeah, so, not not. Don't think I'll be wrong here killing my child, y'all. No, she did. <laughs> no, she. But does. we're just saying like, okay, when it came down to t- educating Junior, right? If anybody knows me, they know Junior is too damn smart for his own damn good. It is. So, <laughs> but she taught me how to teach my son. And she taught me how to figure out his learning styles. Mm-hmm. And like, Junior been on it since eight months. But Junior been on it since eight months because of his auntie Dana. Cause I didn't know what the hell I was doing. None of us do when we have kids. But by her having worked with children at his age, um, she was like, try this. First of all, I didn't even know there was different learning styles. And then um, she, she broke that down to me. I had no idea. And, and that way I learned my son was a visual learner. Mm-hmm. So I started employing the different techniques that she taught me like one we was looking at this the other day still in junior's room junior's like 100 years old now but the abcs right i don't even know if you remember this but you told me to put the abcs up so he could see the abcs and you told me to color code the vowels so mm-hmm. he would know what his vowels were and they're still up in his room even though he's 100 years old and it looks like i put it up there yesterday so all his vowels are a different color and they're capitalized a different color. And the elf, they're and they're the bigger. Letters. I mean, not the letters, um, the numbers. And the numbers, right, the numbers. So she taught me also about the numbers and color code and the numbers, right? So with Julian numbers, you know, we had one, two, three, we had zero through nine, one color. 
and then we had the 10 of different colors, right? And then the teens were a different color. And then, but whatever, for the, I guess the 10s is the best way to explain it. So like, for example, 10 was orange, 20 was orange, 30 was orange, 40 was orange. So, and then the base numbers like 29, 39, they were the same color. So he was able to pick up on it. Like Junior's been reading since birth. Um, and he uh, knows how to rationalize stuff. Now my baby got a lot of books since common sense nuts. Is that right? But his mom ain't got really much common sense either. But his mom got a lot of books since. Like I have a random encyclopedia of knowledge. She really does. My go-to for random stuff because I know she know. And, like random uh, stuff too. <laughs> Real random. It's like, well, why does she know that? <laughs> because she do. Um, that's another part of our balance. Yeah, that's you know random I'm, stuff. Yeah. I could talk to you about life all day, and that type of like experience. If I call Tasha, Tasha will be like, <laughs> like, what do you want from me? Like, I don't know. What do you want from me? But if I ask her a random question about anything, she knows like it's like book stuff. But like certain stuff, she's like, okay, this is not my strong point. Um, it's don't cry in front of Tasha, because then she's like, oh my god, like what am I going to do? You cry in front of Tasha, and like she don't really know you that well. She's like, so what am I going? What do I do with this? <laughs> she don't even know how to process it. I remember the most. Okay, for me, one would think that the birth of her child would have been probably the most significant point in my life. There are things I remember about Dana. But I really don't remember too much about Blake's birth, to be quite honest with you. But I'm going to tell you what I do remember. Don't feel bad. I'm going to tell you, the day she went back to New Orleans, after Hurricane Katrina, and she went to her grandmother's house. That was before Blake. I'm saying, like, I'm talking about things I remember in your life. Oh, Like, major points I remember in your life. You know how, you know, the big moments, you have big picture moments. Right, right, yeah. So, I'm going to tell you that big picture moment and the second big picture moment, which is actually hilarious. But the first big picture moment that I, like, remember, remember, remember was after the storm. And she went to her grandmother's house. Mm -hmm. And she called me. And she cried. I mean, first of all, don't... I remember how scared you was. (laughs) Y'all, I was shaking like a leaf on a tree. I didn't know what to do because... (laughs) She does not, she is not, that ain't what, that ain't what we're going to do. And she was sobbing. I can hear the heart break in her voice. Yeah, I'm about to get emotional again. Yeah, that was not, I'm the crybaby out of the two of us, by the way. He is, he really is. <laughs> Y'all, there was nothing I could do. There was nothing I could do. It was like she was way in New Orleans, six hours away. There was nothing I could do. I had never wanted to fix. Oh my gosh, I'm getting emotional again. I have never wanted to fix any a fix a moment ever. Like I wanted to fix that moment, and I was powerless. I was powerless. Like if you've ever had somebody that you love and that you would just give anything for, and they were love me or whatever. God, please delete this part. Please edit this part. But. (laughs) And you cry. You got to do better. Girl, go ahead. Because I still remember, like, it, and, and it still shakes me up because that was... It's a feeling attached to it. Nothing I could do. Oh, my gosh. That day? Uh-uh. Not while you're doing your makeup. Get it together over there. <laughs> I know. It's a shitty mess. It's a shitty mess. But, y'all, my friend sobbed. Like, I did. I really did. It was a lot to process. Sobbed. And that's how I knew... How bad it was. It was. I, I had because they were all letting you in New Orleans in you know sections or what sections of town you lived in based yeah. upon the safety. And yeah. she was allowed in before me. Y'all, I didn't even want to fucking go home. I was like, "What are like, you saying it?" <laughs> I was like, "Hey, I ain't going. I ain't going. Like, <laughs> let the people have what they want. Like, I don't care." But, <laughs> but that that day. Lord have mercy. And what's the second one? 
You know what the second one. I'm gonna tell you what this bitch did. Okay, Wait, so when I got married. What was the second one? My... <laughs> I can't when believe I about to bring that up. I was thinking something else. I wasn't thinking he was gonna Yo. say that. Go Let ahead. me tell you what kind of friend I got. Okay, so <sighs> it was my wedding day. First of all, let me back it up. Okay, so people in New Orleans, women in New Orleans, and I would say probably around our age bracket. No, really, women in New Orleans. Like, believe it or not, we're raised to like we should have certain things at certain ages, right? Right, yeah. and there's an order to life. Yeah, right. We're very much so raised that way. We are very much so groomed. A different kind. I don't know about these kids now, but I know in our age group and above and a couple below, we're groomed. Mm-hmm. I would say like your sister's ages too. We're groomed for certain things and certain orders that life is supposed to be in. Yeah. So, okay. In September of 2007, I got engaged. The plan was to get married two years later. That was the plan, Right. So one of the major marks that you have that you are supposed to hit is be married by 30. That's one of the marks growing up. A second thing is you damn sure better not have no baby out of wedlock. That's what you better not do. So pop February 2008, that pregnancy test turned positive. I don't know how that, well, I know how it happened. Oh, you know how it happened. I know how it happened, but I don't know how it happened. But that's a different story. So I pregnancy test pop positive. So I'm like, shit, I got to get married before I had this baby. So we got married in June. That's another way where me and you different right there. You know, that's yeah. we're different in that. For, in, we're different in that. that. We're different in that. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. But um, so, okay. So I got married that June, right? We're going, I'm big. Big six months pregnant. Like, Going down the aisle. Yeah. Huge. That was like five or six months. And I was I was miserably huge. Like y'all, I was very miserable. Yes. You thought I was I, having quadruplets. My ass was so big. Yes. So and I just had on a big white cape. The dress was like <laughs> an off-white cape. Not a even, cape. It was just a it sheet dripped though. over my ass. It was big because I was huge. You was. So, okay. We're at the altar. First of all, she was my maid of honor. Wait, the let's other... talk about in the limo though, because I did it twice. Hmm. I did it when it was in I the limo. I do, but carry I, on. I remember in the okay. I'm I'm going sorry. I remember. So I remember um, we were saying the altar. First of all, uh, people weren't happy that she was the maid of honor. Yeah. Not at all. Um, that's a different story for a different day. Hey, girl. And, uh, <laughs> And they didn't understand why. I digress. But they didn't know. Moved on. So um, we're at the altar. And you know how the pastor says, speak now or forever hold your peace. As I'm standing with my now husband, this heifer leans over. And she says, you know, we ain't got to get married, right? You know we can raise this baby by ourselves, right? We can leave. We can leave. My husband was like, the fuck? <laughs> he was like, I had a hard enough time getting this whole to the altar. To me, you give her options. You have to weigh your options. Even the pastor was like, now mind you, the pastor was my husband's, is my husband's cousin. So, even he was like, and she was like, you sure? I was like, yeah, I'm sure. She was like, you good? I was like, I'm good. She was like, because you ain't got to do this just because you're pregnant. You know, some people, oh, you shouldn't do that. You're, you're, you're ruining the moment. Fuck your life. You got nah. to wait. <laughs> you mean, I like, was like, who nah, don't want a homegirl that's going to ride for them like that? And if she would have said, if I'd have said no, I don't want to do out. this. I'd have fought everybody there because we're leaving. Right. Y'all. He know when I say something, I'm standing on it. And I don't just say things just because it's I'm supposed to, oh, it sounds like the right thing to say. She knows I'm not that gross. If I said something, I'm going to stand on it. 
And I was like, I'm good. And she was like, all right. And just step back and fight. That's it. It's just that simple. But you know, you know. I know she was that serious. And I know she was yeah. that serious. Yeah. And I had, and I'm grateful because I took that pause and was like, girl, you know something? I don't know. Should I? The first right, thing to like, think about it. <laughs> what? <laughs> like it, it forced me it stopped me to process it am I doing this because I want to do it or am I doing this because I'm supposed to do it because mm-hmm. we do a lot of things in life because we're supposed to do it right so it did cause me to be like It wasn't a question of if I love my husband or not. It was. It was for the same reason that we feel like we do, we feel different on like that topic. And like, I'm that person that like, when I had, oh, oh God, I don't want to come off as a heathen, but I am one. But in a sense, like, I know these half, these half is going to come at my throat, but it's whatever. Like you have females that's like, Oh, I want to have a kid, but I want to be married. I want to have the 2.5 kids with the picket fence. No, I'm not that girl. And you've heard me say this before. Like my son's dad asked to marry me, asked to marry twice. And I told him before I had my son, and some people may not agree with this, but I, again, when I say stuff, I stand on it. Like, and you've heard me say this before too, Tasha, like when you have kids, it really changes the dynamics of your relationship. It does. It does. And so I told him verbatim, like, no, because I might not like you after I have Blake. And you've heard me say that time and time again. Mm-hmm. And it's easier getting to a marriage than it is getting out of it. Mm-hmm. And when I, if at some point, if I felt like, okay, I had Blake, we can get married. That's different. But I know, and I've seen time and time again how when we have when when we have kids, that it changes the dynamics of the relationship. Mm-hmm. And it really it and it becomes harder, not to discredit men, but it was really hard for us as women after mm-hmm. we have kids mm-hmm. to be fully committed the way we were before we had kids. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. But that's what I feel like. Like I said. To each his own, but I know how I am. You know how I am and how I feel about that. I'm not against getting married or anything. If that's what you want to do, have at it. But that's just how I am about certain things, about that particular s- subject. I mean, I, I, I 100% agree um, because it after having Junior, it was difficult. Um, women, we go through a big not only a physical change, but our hormones, it's an emotional yeah. change. Um, men are used they, to being... Themselves, they, they go to back... They, men... I just had this conversation like two days ago with this young lady, and I'm not trying to take anything away from men, but it's a lot, not, I don't want to use the word traumatizing, but it's just a lot for us as women to even to process in a sense like, first of all, I don't even own my body when I'm pregnant. Like, I don't know a woman that can say she own her body. That little baby that's in your body, you can't, I don't want to refer to kids as an alien, but like that baby own your body. So whatever you was doing or used to doing before you got pregnant, that baby own your body for like the next nine or 10 months, however it works, right? Even and after, because you're breastfeeding. That's, oh, I'm going to swing at the camera. Um, then we have to deal with after we have the baby and our body not the same. And so we have to deal with that, hormones, and deal with a baby that you like. So you minds. Like, I can't drop you off. Like, and then you still want me to be a mate? Like, that's hard. That's really, really hard to like. And then you don't have, you have absolutely nothing left for yourself. And You're then not mention postpartum. Like a lot of us has dealt have dealt with postpartum. We just didn't know what it was at the time. 
like that's a that's something people just don't talk about like postpartum and how it really affects you as a mom and like that can last for months and depend on like if you're a stronger person or not it's hard to get out that rut it's hard to get out that funk mm-hmm. and like women we have to do all that we don't men don't get it like it's a a, a mental thing a mental funk that we in like that's a whole new life you have to adapt to it is it is and then men are when you're in a relationship they're used to being the center of your attention they're used to it just being y'all they're used to just oh we're gonna sit here and watch a movie oh we're gonna just netflix and chill oh Mm -hmm. let me roll over and fall up into it after you done had a child and you are exhausted roll up and fall into what you know what they want roll over and fall into what i know that's like strong because you're exhausted you're exhausted like mentally exhausted like i always say like emotional and mental exhaustion is far worse than physical exhaustion because you never it's like you feel like um you never get enough rest or you never get enough and it's not even like it's not even like sleep it's like a mental break right and And then when you're when you're a mom not to take anything from dads but when you're a mom you live breathe eat sleep that baby that baby like junior's a hundred now right junior's a hundred i still get up and check to make sure he breathing i be like mm-hmm. that's why i get so frustrated with him like he take the unplug the camera like i'm not trying to spy on what you're doing I want to make sure you're still alive. That's it. Like, like I go to put a camera on and I sit there and he could be in a dead sleep. But until I see that cover rise and fall, like, I don't know if he's going to have like infant sudden, sudden, what they call it, sudden infant death syndrome at 13, but. Uh-huh. Like we never stop being moms. Okay, we, we never stop being, not to say that dads never, you know, stop being dads, but like, even as a mom, like when we have little babies, we never get solid, like a solid sleep. Never. And when I say <laughs> solid, I mean like we can be in a, a a dead sleep, and I could promise you we can hear everything that's going on around us. Everything. Everything. It's the mama in us. And like I, I bet every woman could would agree that like you because <laughs> you know I'm sleeping beauty. You know, if it's one thing I can't, I can do it sleep. I was sleep. If sleeping was a sport, I would win at it. You know how I feel about sleep. But when I had my son, I, I what sleep? I felt like God must have said, "I'm gonna let her sleep now because when she have her son, you can kiss Damn, that." I never sleep again. Not that way. Like, even if somebody have your kid, like, you still worry about them. Yep. Junior be at my nanny. My nanny had to tell me. Nanny is my grandmother. That's what we call them in Louisiana. Um, So my nanny had to tell me to stop calling her all the time when Junior was spending the night at her house. She literally had to tell me to stop calling. My sister had to tell me to stop calling. Like, girl, what we going to do to him? I don't know. But I need to know he okay. Mm-hmm. It's like my friend had to tell me to stop being a helicopter. Just hovering. Let him be. Just the same person that won't let her child outside. Girl, if somebody take where's somebody take him? You have to let him roam a little bit. Not completely out of your eyesight, but like let and you know that's how I am with Blake. I let him just like wander off and you're just not that mom. I can't do it. But you have to. Like I could, if I could see him, I'm fine. If he's like across the street at the neighbor's house, I'm fine. Like when he wants to go around the corner and play basketball, what? And 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 let them know how old he was. Uh-huh. How old he is. It don't matter. Okay, that's not the point. The point is, what if somebody take him? He's around the corner. Yes, I do have tracking on him. I do. I do. I know you do. I do. I can't make no more. But wait, we have to get back because we're like we're like like 39, 40. 
we have to get back to introducing ourselves and this is part of how we are we just venture off into something we didn't even start at talking about being moms when we talk about our friendship remember right. let's come back okay so that was two um your wedding was the one of the main events that you remember right um me you talk to you talk too damn much anyways because we're at 40 now but anyway um One thing I, one thing about Tasha, like she's just a drama queen. You are Tasha, but in a, she's a good drama queen, right? Like she's the fun. I'm the life of the party. I'm here, drama queen, and that's and like that's your presence too, right? You know how they have like how they say some people walk in the room and light up a room, like that's Tasha's present, right? And some people don't like that, but that's what I've always liked about her. Tasha's more outspoken than I am. Yes, you are. Yes. Tell me I'm lying. Let me think. And let me clear it up. You're my you're outspoken, but when I say stuff, I'm the friend they say that they have to always say be nice. True. Okay. I'm the friend that I'm going to read you and find out who I'm dealing with before I interact with you. True. That's when I say, you're like, if we can walk in a room together, you're going to immediately want to be a chatty patty. I'm here, drinks, and I'm not going to be that girl. Am I right or wrong? You're right. And that's you another- You want to be off in the corner. I am. Like, if I could disappear in the wall, I probably would. Yeah, um, you are. I don't want to seem like I'm like this boring girl because I'm not. It's like, oh, what no, are we? Even no, definitely not. Definitely not. <laughs> definitely, definitely not. I don't want to sound like that, huh? Definitely not. Definitely not. But, but like, like, that's what I've liked about you. Like, you're gonna have a good time with her. she is. You're gonna have a good time. Like, it, it's just what it's weird because like we click. Like, at, like we're so different, but we click. It's almost like we balance each other. Out. Most definitely. Most definitely. You definitely, definitely keep me grounded. <laughs> definitely keep y'all, y'all, y'all have no eye. And I'm the calm yeah. friend. I'm very I'm the rational calm friend. Yes. I'm the like, wait a minute, because I've had Tasha call me in tears. Like like in the like in the beginning of her, the friendship, like she is a crybaby. Y'all may not see her, but she's definitely a crybaby. She's extreme. So like, <laughs> it's one of those that's like, okay, Tasha, you never know how bad it is because she's so extreme. But then I have to say, okay, wait, Tasha, because I take on so much energy till she like, she'll have me scared because I think something really, really, really bad happened. And so now it's like, I'm like, okay, having a moment. Let's, let's do this together. Because she will cry and she will be hysterical. And then by the time I talk her through it, it's like, okay, I'm fine. And you laugh because you're not. <laughs> so, like, I, let me find out I have to be the calm for I signed up and, and I didn't even realize I had, like, why can I be dramatic? But it's just not in me to be dramatic. But um, we work. Like, <laughs> I remember a time. You'll probably remember this too. Well, like I was going through something and like it was a lot. It really was a lot. And just we just processed things different. And like I remember she was like, we'll talk about what I'm talking about later. And it was really a lot where like I feel like if I was somebody else or and I don't want to say this, but if like an average female just could not handle the situation I was going through at the time. And I, it was when we was by St. Jude, you know, where we go to go. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And my friend cried. My friend cried. She was like, I hate that you're going through this. And I said, well, I'm okay. And like, she, like, if your best friend don't cry with you, bitch, is that really your best friend? <laughs> like, if your best friend don't cry with you, like, you should question your whole friendship. Like, okay. <laughs> and I'm like, so I'm like, I'm okay. It's okay. Like, 
I'm that friend. Like I just process. It's not that like I mean I'm emotionally detached. I'm just that person that I try to process my feelings in the whole situation together, right? And I can't stand about her. I cry like I'm not that person. It's just that I have to understand my feelings and process that before I can deal with the situation. But like she was bawling, and she, again she wanted to fix it. Yeah, she wanted to fix it, and like it was one of those things where you can't fix it. Like you have to allow people to like go on a journey alone and let them fix it themselves. Yeah, but I just want to fix it because 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 I don't want you to hurt. Right. That's it's fine. a matter of trying to protect the person that you care about, that you try to fix it. And that's you know what's funny, D? I never realized, like now that we're talking about it, of course it's a aha. That's Terrence. That is Terrence, my husband. He wants to fix everything. You can't fix everything. And 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 that's what he is. He's a fixer. It's Are like you- you know, like somebody told me a long time ago, because I had to experience that with my younger sister. If I keep fixing everything for her, it stops her from learning. It stops her from learning and, and, and growing as a person. I can't, the older sister in me, you know how I am. I'm the sister mom. And like, yeah. I want to fix it because I'm like you in that way. We just display a different way. I don't want you to hurt, but I can't hold your hand. Uh, through this journey like you have to learn certain things I can't shelter you from everything but like that's 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 why I had to get with um with my sister yeah. right um trying to fix it and then as trying to fix it I was being abused too right not physically abused y'all um but when I decided through the many coachings of my Buddha that um, I had to choose me. And I had to choose me. And if choosing me meant sacrificing you, then I have to sacrifice you, which is one of the hardest decisions I had to make. Don't stop crying, please. I'm not about to cry. No, I'm I know that 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 situation has given me strength. But you know, right? truth you, I think when people say hear hear you say like um, you're choosing yourself. I, and I had to learn this too. It's not you being selfish. Mm-mm. You know how I always say you can't pour from an empty cup? Like if you keep pour, 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 and you don't have anything left for yourself. Mm-hmm. And when you ha- have nothing left for yourself, that'll affect your baby. Like you have to be your full 100% self for your child. Yes, and that's what I learned. And that's because when I stopped pouring here, pouring there, pouring there, pouring there, pouring there. Because there was a point, y'all, where Junior was spinning. And when I stopped pouring everywhere else, I was able to catch him. Who told you about that, though? Of course you did. Um, Of course you did. But I'm going to tell you something. Since we're talking about meals, let's talk about this motherfucker right here. So I'm going to tell you what she does. When she's going through stuff, which literally drives me insane is that she shuts down. She does like a uh like a hedgehog going to a ball. Hedgehog? You never seen how a hedgehog does like a little ball? Uh-huh. Or even like um what someone something else does that going to like a little ball to protect itself. She goes into a ball. And I don't care how hard you knock on that motherfucking door. Not door. Door. You ain't getting in. I understand it's her protection, but it's so isolating too. Because then you're on the outside like, why? Why? Tell me what's wrong. Hold on. So you're like, banging, 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 and you get nothing. Kind of like right now, I'm talking. I'm not getting nothing. It's a bit of a killer. Yeah. So deal with that. And all these years, we've been in this year relationship. It's, it's, that's very stressful. That's Terry? Oh, no, that's her bro- cousin. That's her brother. Oh. You just listening. I told him we oh. was on a podcast. Oh. It's very stressful. Okay. Thank you. I just put, you know, Terry cut me. So that I'm 
I heard. Thank you. Okay, I'll lock the door. Just close it for me. All right, Coco. Do we well, have a certain um, time limit for this? Yeah, we need to wrap. We got like 10 minutes left. Like, okay, Ben, go. Okay. Yeah. So, like, that's very, very stressful. Um, yeah. But when tell you, them. You lock people out. No, I don't block people. How can I give you? It goes back to what I said before. How can I pour? How can I pour into somebody when I'm empty? I get that. And then she was like, oh. you know me, I'm not going to spill my phone. No, 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 no. I'm one of those people where I'm not going to confide into other people in a sense that I know what I'm going through is deeper than I'm finding my why. Why is this happening to me? What do I need to do to stop this from happening to me? Keep talking. And, 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 and how I can be better as a person. Um, Tasha's the type of person where, that, where <laughs> she might have my head, but it is what it is. I'm more of her emotional support because uh, I am. Yeah, I am. What's time? Is it time? Oh, I'm her emotional support. So when she didn't have access to me the way she's used to having access to me, it made her feel away. But I can't be the friend that you need if I'm not my hundred percent self. Bad. Um, if I'm in a, a not so good place spiritually or emotionally, it's almost like I don't want to rub my dirt off on. I don't want to rub my my funk off onto you because I'm I'm gonna believe that energy transfer, you know. And so okay. I'm the type of person I like to process whatever I'm dealing with or however I'm feeling um, different. It, it, I don't think it means I'm doing anything wrong or I'm shutting you out. I'm just processing my feelings and what I'm dealing with at that time. And when I told her that, 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 it, and I know what you're talking about, the one that I fell off for months, but I'm a, she know I'm a very spiritual person and she knows, bitch, tell him about that comeback. It was gangster. Boom. So it, it got to trust the process. It was, she it was, was just upset because I shut her out. And I ha I wasn't angry. I'm she, I'm not an angry person. And you could tell them like it's very hard to make me angry. Um but in that that the, the situation she's talking about, I would tell her about finding my why and doing my shadow work because I'm a believer in. You know, things, if, if you keep, you know, something in your life keep happening over and over and over, what is it that you're doing and what lesson are you missing to where this keep repeating itself? Mm. So I had to go and say, why is this, why, why is all this crazy stuff happening to me? And I can't think about stuff like that or in, in process it if I'm still dealing with everything else going on around me. That's a, a different level of isolation and thinking for you to to acknowledge and deal with that and that's what i did and so i told her and you know i told you you cannot heal in the same environment that makes you sick did i not tell you that yeah like how can i be a better me when i'm still in the same environment that made me sick and that goes with any part of my life like childhood trauma because we all deal with childhood trauma, and we all we do with childhood trauma is bring that shit in our adulthood but I don't want, I didn't want to live there no more. So in order for me to, you know, I didn't want to live there. I had to say, Hey, you know what, Dana, sis, you got to figure this out because now it's not other people's fault. It's your fault because you keep, you're responsible for yourself. So she didn't like the process, but I'm your Buddha. Remember? So how can I be a, 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 a safe place or a certain place for you when I'm in a funk? It just don't work like that. You may not like the isolation, but you respect it, though. I did. I didn't like it. But yeah, I you didn't it. like it. Yeah. But that's that's just how I am. Like, I, it's not that I close people out, because she know I would talk to her about anything. I'm not a crybaby, and it's not that I don't have emotions. It's just I just process them different. But I, I am, like, I try to be a better version of myself. That's what I thrive off of, being a better person than I was a year ago.
and she know how I am. She may not like it because she don't even want me to have other friends. Like she, who, yeah, you don't, but you know, I'm a vibe. I'm one of those friends where like, you're going to get, I'm her, I'm her therapist and her best friend. And I give good advice, but she know like that time when I shut off, I needed that. I learned a lot about myself and I needed that. And that was the one time I had ever done that to her. Am I lying? No, and I'm still traumatized. I'm going to therapy to get over it, but it'll be all right. Oh, Jesus. See how selfish that is? The one time I needed something, my time to myself. Oh, my God. The walls are caving in. Oh, my God. No, it wasn't. Raining acid outside. I just didn't know what was wrong. I I, I can't do nothing without Dana. She won't answer my phone calls. And I told her I'm not angry with anybody. No, it wasn't. It was that I did. You know what? You took away my ability to fix it. You took away you. You, you can't you, fix everything. You have to like say fix it when you release trying to have control over certain things. Releasing that you can't control things and situation gives you a different level of freedom. I can only promise you that. Well, my crack is still working on it. Fix and Lord knows I know you are, but that's just a thing. Like when you let go of control, you allow yourself to have a level of freedom that you can't control everything. And people, and you just have to roll with the punches. Live, live like be present. When I say present, live today. Like control what you can control now. You can only eat the elephant. How this became a whole therapy session? So we moving on. Cause I'm that girl. Anyway, welcome back, sir. Hi. I've been here the whole time. I've been here the whole time. Oh. I, oh. Like, where did he go? I didn't see him. So I, I just I went off cam to give y'all the energy y'all need to build this chemistry. Don't mind. That's what great oh. producers do. They remove themselves from the set. There we go. There we go. The whole self promotion moment. There we go. But hopefully, this, 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 is, this does us some good. And yeah. we seem interesting enough to people to return. It's okay. It's gonna always be a vibe. Oh I'm yeah, I'm waiting. I'm waiting on. I can see a whole lot of it. It's going on. Yeah, y'all got a hit with this one, ladies and gentlemen. You I think mean, so? I think so. This was definitely powerful. You think so? Absolutely. This, this every day though. I'm sending my invoice home. <laughs> <laughs> You've been sending invoices, and bitches still ain't get paid yet. They're still in the county being audited. But you won't cry when I don't. I, I deny access, out of control. Whatever. Order in the court. Whatever. Okay. Whatever. Well. Well, this is fun. This is this is, doable. this is our daily conversation, though. Yeah. Like, we talk strong like this every day, all day. Yeah, we do. It's this just giving like, time. This is like what it would be like. I imagine if you would sit down with Oprah. And then the cameras was like magically not rolling, and you get the real Oprah instead of the camera Oprah. Like this is who, one of those. Who is Oprah though? Who? Which one is Oprah? Ooh, you gonna do that? I, I'm gonna have to because I know how Tasha feel about Oprah. So that's why I said she know I can't stand Oprah. She know I I will like two piece Oprah. That's how much I think Oprah is a snake. Okay. And I said it. And I said it. My bad. I should never brought it up. I would like to retract that from this recording. <laughs> no, no. But which one is Oprah, though? I plead the fifth. I plead the fifth. I will not. Oh, it's okay. Stop. I want Tasha to be Oprah. It's okay if she's Oprah. I'm perfectly fine with that. Okay, if yeah. Tasha's Oprah, you more like Miss Sophia Oprah then. Like, <laughs> you that. <laughs> no, not Sophia. You that rugged. Just don't care. Just Okay. Sophia home now. I am. I am. Sophia home now. We said that though. Like I'm that. I'm just. It is what it is. But that's what you, you that love tough. About. You that tough love. But I mean, well, like that type of love. You love me for it. It's one of those where you have to process. It's like, and I, she had to learn this about our friendship. That if I say things, because she don't like people talking to her crazy, she will eat you alive. But. Oh, that's just that New Orleans and her when you do that. Crazy. That. She flashed back to 040. 
Yeah, she would nice nasty you to death. And it was times like I'm 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 very blunt in what I say. And she had to learn that don't take nothing I say personal because it's out of love. It's not coming from an ill place. I don't take it. I don't take it. I, I take it personally, but I don't take it personally. So, but we've we done. We done. We're done, sir. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you have just tuned in to the Pretty Dangerous Live, <laughs> Unlive Live podcast show um, with these two just mismatched team, Tasha, team Dana. This has been a Who They Want Entertainment Productions. We will see y'all in the next episode. Enjoy your evening.